Hello, everyone. Good morning, Australia. Good evening, US and Canada. And welcome to everyone across the world listening today. For all of you listening on live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube and Twitch, we have Payo in the background waiting to take your questions and comments and provide you with links and information about the show today. And don't remember, uh, remember that you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and it will let you know when our next show is going live. And if you miss the live show, you can always catch up on the replays across Binge TV Networks USA, Hero Go TV Networks USA, and on the Tony TV channel app on all Roku, LG, and Samsung uh, smart TVs across the planet. Now, we have another wonderful author with us today, but before I introduce her, just a quick word about the gorgeous Kez Wickham St. George, who is the creator of her own destiny, and she loves to inspire and nurture others to tell their stories. Her values are simple. When you touch a heart, you change a life. And by encouraging you to write and journal, her belief is you will not only add value to your own life, but the uh, lives of others. Now, if you need help getting that book underway or you need some coaching or mentoring around getting your book organized, then CARES is available for book mentoring. Just reach out and connect with her. The links are in the bottom of the chat box for anyone who's interested. Now, today's beautiful guest is the lovely Holly Rose Holland, which is a glorious name, I have to say. And she's one of our co-authors in the book, The Colors of Me. And she also has her own book called Keep Moving. Here's what you need to know about Holly. She is an intuitive author. We're going to ask her about that later. An international speaker, grief coach, former spouse, parent, and grief survivor. And while moving through the process of grief herself, she noticed that people often become stuck when processing death difficult relationships, employment-related issues, and even changes within themselves. Um, I have to agree, there's always a process of grief amount, among all of those things and among all of those life situations. Now, Holly practices wellness through nature, natural products, and intuition and travels the world to share her gifts. Holly's first book was called Keep Moving, Creating Life After Loss, and it was released in 2020. Um, she's always loved writing and finds writing to be therapeutic for herself and others as a means of expressing grief and creating new life. Holly helps women get real, remember, express, action, and live. Holly's chapter in The Colors of Me is called peeling back the layers and her favorite quote and I love this as well Holly gratitude turns what we have into enough just once more gratitude turns what we have into enough and it's an anonymous quote but a very beautiful one Good morning, Kez. Hello, Holly. Welcome to the show. All Thank the you. way, Holly's all the way Thank from you. Canada today, and Kez is camping 
somewhere and we'll ask about that in the moment. Um, Kez, whereabouts are you in Western Australia? I'm at a place called Margaret River. To the side of Margaret River, a place oh. called Preble Beach. Mm. Oh, it's called the wine country, cool. wine and chocolate country. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I'm a, non- <laughs> I'm a non-drinker. <laughs> so poor old hubby gets to taste that. And I taste the chocolates, though. <laughs> That sounds like a fair bargain to me. Kez, I'm going to hand over to you now to um, begin our chat with Holly. Holly, we're really glad to have you here. Thank you for jumping on the show today. I know it's a little late for you over there. Um, Kez, first question's for you. Okay. Good morning, Holly. Good morning. Lovely to see you again. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, For the audience's sake, Holly and I met uh, in Ireland at a place called Crom Castle. And I always knew that Holly and I would do something together. I just didn't know what. So, Holly, <laughs> the um, let's start at the very beginning and talk about, tell the audience about your journey so far. Okay. Well, I had always wanted to write, as uh, Tony mentioned, and I just hadn't taken that initiative to do it. And I happened to meet um, Karen McDermott through some online networking. And she uh, told us about this uh, opportunity to write at a castle. And she also really shared a lot with us about the fact that you can write in different genres and um different things about you know perhaps you might use a different pen name that kind of thing and I it just she just opened a lot of doors so once I heard about that I I actually barely gave it a thought if I was gonna go or not it was like an immediate yes and I had already talked with someone just a couple months prior that that book was going to be written so now here is the vehicle, and I just, that, that's where it began. Jumped on board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you were there for the, uh, a huge networking uh, event as well. So you, you were there for a good two and a half weeks, more or less, weren't you? Yeah, I, I was there for the longer time. I, um, I was, I always really enjoyed the networking, like, once we once we got into a lot of Zoom in this last uh, bit of time, I actually had been using Zoom for quite a quite a period, and I really enjoyed connecting with others. Mm. And so I I spent that uh, that time with those people with the the business, and made a lot of business connections. And I had also noticed there was a high tea coming up the next week because I had initially signed up for that first event mm-hmm. and when I saw that high tea I I just I, of course it piqued my interest and and so I reached out to Karen and and so that's how I I ended up being there for that part as well nice it was lovely to meet you I don't know I don't know if we've got much writing and a lot of laughter 
I don't know if we've got much of writing done at all. <laughs> there was a lot of joking and laughter and talking and chit-chat between us. I hardly got the chance to sit down and have a really good conversation with you because we mm -hmm. were all just so busy. We were mm -hmm. all busy doing, you know, I think, you know, when they said walk the grounds, I think I got halfway around and I thought, this is just too big. I'm not going to do the whole thing. So. <laughs> yeah, so, Tony, over to you. Um, Holly, uh, I love Kiz's story about Crom Castle. I'm hearing more and more about it each time we do an interview and I'm like, I wish I, you know, had been there. I, I had this image in my head of the energy around Crom Castle and all of the writers and wonderful people that were there, a very creative experience. And speaking of, um, of, of creativity, energy and wellness, I know that you practice um, wellness and uh, through nature and natural products. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience and how it's helped and, and, and what led you down that path as well? You know, I had started with essential oils. So that was my um, original business. And that was why I was doing the networking. And the reason I did it in the first place, I, I actually had a cough that I was not able yeah. to get rid of. So you know how sometimes we, we start going through, I mean, I'm very much for traditional uh, yes. methods, but yeah. I had tried all the things that they could think of. And really, I was, I, nothing really came up. But oh. I still had this cough. And I mean, it lasted a long time, like eight mm. months. Yeah. So uh, finally, someone suggested giving, you know, giving some oils a try. Like I did get a, mm -hmm. I had a prescription at one point, but it only lasted a, a very short period of time and was yeah. very much driven by spring and fall, but lasted yes. so long. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that was why I ended up starting that, on the oils. Yes. I think for many of us, oils um, have become so much part of our lives. I have a little selection right beside me. If I could turn the camera, I'd show you this little um, collection of oils that I keep. One of them in particular has, oh gosh, if I can get it. One of them has crystals in it. So oh. I don't know if the audience can see that. It's got little crystals in it and oils and oil-based and it's um, a one called Manifest Greatness. And I have to say, when I'm feeling a little bit um, under the weather or a little bit down, this little oil with its crystals in it is fabulous, just on your wrist and off you go again. So I understand. And um, you've made that part of your practice now, Holly. Like most of us, including those natural um, products into your life has lots of benefits, doesn't it? It does. Yes, once I discovered some of the, the things that are added to our regular products, I was yeah. able to replace most, you know, the, the majority of things. Like I, I actually used to really enjoy going to a, to a pharmacy and kind of some of those yes. extra things that they had. And I just don't, I don't go to them now. I, yeah. I have them. Yeah. They're all, yeah, they're in the oils, right? Yeah. Yes. 
Yes. Um, and there's lots of um, natural supplements that you can use that um, help with lots of different things in life. And I think that combination that where the world is reaching the combination between Western and alternative me medicine, I think if we embrace equal parts of both, we will be humanity. They will be much healthier, won't they? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. Like one thing was headaches. That used to be a common one of mine. Mm -hmm. I I just mm -hmm. find peppermint is is amazing for yeah. for mm -hmm. and I'm not saying like they don't. It's not that it's a cure or it's not no. the, not a prevention, but it's something that will support, right? Mm. Yes, yes, and, and it's the support that is is an important consideration for that, isn't it? Because you've got the next question, my dear. I have. Um, in the caravan, I had to write these down. I don't have them sitting oh, on today. <laughs> you put me to work last night, Tony. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> so, Holly, your first book is called Keep Moving a Life After Loss. Now, I have read and reviewed that book, and I just found it extremely helpful, not for only um, for death in the family, but for things that um, if you know something's going to happen, you can prepare yourself for it. You know, nothing actually prepares yourself for the final act of, of someone passing, but um, it's, like, it's like having those oils and those crystals beside you. You know that you've got support. Mm -hmm. And... I'm an oil and crystal user as well. So knowing that, um, reading your book and knowing that there is support out there was really, really impressed me because it's always one thing I've thought about, well, if something does happen to my beloved, what, what happens, you know, what do I do? And mm. you made me write, I got the list together. And even though it was hard to write, I mean, a, a will, yes, you need, but the list of what, who, who do you contact? And, and you have somewhere, I forgot what page it was in your book, if you can just sit quietly with the deceased, just quietly, just for a, just five, ten minutes, just to recognise it. Yeah, cheer their spirit on to wherever it goes, just tear it on because you don't want it remaining. Um, yeah, some people believe that there's no such thing, but I firmly believe that we have to go somewhere. We're not just a thing that happens in the world. Our spirit carries on. So when you... Um, when it was very a stripped, it was a stripped, very stripped book. Um, it was back to the bare bones of how you felt about grief. So, what prompted you to tell it in book form instead of in story form? Like I'm talking about verbal story, which you actually go online anywhere and and um, have your voice recorded, but you wrote it in book form, which I found extremely helpful. So, what encouraged you to do that? You know, I initially, it was going to be like, it was going to be a memoir at one point. But then once, um, I guess it, it has a bit of a, uh, people feel that it has a bit of that flavor. But when Karen read my, my draft, she said, Oh, this is a, this is a self help book. Hmm. And I think the reason is that I in, in interacting with people, I was just noticing people would often reach out to me for 
for advice or, um, you know, what they, should they do in various stages, whether they just had a diagnosis. Um, some had had a death for a long time prior. Mm. And I just thought it seemed that people really didn't know what to do. And I think, too, people usually tell the, the part of the story that we're, that we're used to seeing, not mm. the part where, like, I don't think it's uncommon for there, for there to be some um, really tough emotions mm. where, I mean, I don't mean the crying part, but I mean, there's often some anger, even mm. before yeah. there's, mm. before a death occurs. And I thought like the, re, you know, telling it real, how it actually is, like, mm. it, it's not really helpful, I don't feel, to sugarcoat it. No, like, and you certainly yeah. didn't. Yeah. yeah. I, the one part in the book that really impressed me, like, um, I, I believe that your marriage was quite a long marriage and um, well done. Lot, not, not a lot of us have um, long marriages these days, um, but you said you you fell in love again with your husband. And I just thought that really touched me. You know, I was reading the book and I thought that's lovely. And then I read that part and I thought, wow, how brave you are. Instead of saying goodbye, you actually made him feel that love to pass on with. That was, that was just magic. That one sentence, I loved it. Oh, thank you. Mm. But like to me, that wasn't, I mean, there wasn't anything else to do. You know, I, I guess you could have taken a different approach, but but not being me, mm. I couldn't. Mm. No, it's very brave. It was, a, you know, because a lot of us would think, <clears throat> would go back and think, oh, you did this and you did that and you did this and I did that. And, you know, a lot of blaming that all you said was, and I fell in love with him again. And I just thought, wow, that, that's a, a, a very big journey, a very big journey for any woman that's been married for a long time. And we know what makes our men tick. We know what makes them tick over. We, we know what they don't like, what they do like. Um, and thank goodness my husband can still surprise me. <laughs> but, you know, when you said that, I just thought, wow, that's so open and honest that you, you were just, you know, and we all get to that stage. We're just in a marriage. We are married. You know, we forget to appreciate who we are married to and appreciate our own love that we can give as well. Because, you know, women are very giving creatures. So yeah, that was a beautiful sentence. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Tony. Molly, I love that you have the courage to talk about grief because it's very personal and quite individual. Um, can you tell... So some of that grief that you experienced has now um, been converted into some amazing services that you provide for people. Can you tell us about those services for people dealing with grief? And that's any sort of grief, isn't it, Holly? Yes, it is. Um, one thing I, I noticed about employment as well, you know, that's yeah. one, it's, it's something that people don't talk about. Like there were a lot of people I knew that were like laid off. And I'm thinking like, even lately, such a change yeah. in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think people, they just don't know how to feel like they, um, yeah. I think it's really common to take on guilt. You know, yes. you, you think that it's your fault somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. 
but I mean, all the other things, you know, I, all of them, like even lifestyle, like I've had a lot of people, especially uh, family of people that are terminal. Mm-hmm. Yes. They'll communicate that uh, they'll tell me, you know, I, I really don't know where my family member is at. I just, mm. uh, you know, like they they feel so um, lost and in asking they get that anger. Mm. Yeah. So it can, I mean, not, I'm not saying, I'm not generalizing, I'm not everyone, but yes. that is something, especially I find um, like kids have, have reached out to me yes. in that way. And yeah. uh, so I had a group that we would meet in person. Now this was of course, before um, everything had changed. <laughs> And actually, just prior to that, I had noticed that really getting together in person with a group was tough Mm -hmm. for people. So I was finding, for the most part, I would I would meet up with people one on one. Mm -hmm. And then um, I've still got a group open. But what I find is most people do better with the writing. Yes, yes. You know, when I was writing myself, of course, um, both of you know, being authors, like how much you reveal Mm. and how much you discover on an author journey. Mm. I mean, as many people as I had talked to, I I still was completely, I think we always think that we're different rather Mm. than the same as others and (laughs) I couldn't believe what I discovered and I started thinking maybe that's the the key to people uh, dealing with their grief so Mm -hmm. that's been working Um, right now most people are at the journaling stage Mm -hmm. but some Mm -hmm. are starting to reach out more about they want to get going on a book Mm. So we're going to be having some discussions before um, Nano Remo uh, uh, starts <laughs> up again. I, I'm going to be doing it again for the third time. And yes. that is where most of the people joined in last year. Mm-hmm. And I think quite a number of them are, are ready to start moving in a different direction now. Mm. So it's, mm-hmm. it's exciting to see that. And um, yeah, I, I'm really, I'm really happy for them. I, people yes. participate in different, at different levels, yes. but I always say like they, you know, like you're, it's what you need at the time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Holly, the grief process takes different amounts of time for people doesn't it so some people might transverse through it relatively quickly whereas some stay in that grief state for years indeed um there's no right or wrong is there you know it, it it's an individual human experience and um and it, and you have to go through that process and it takes the time that it takes. Do you find in your counselling that some people get stuck at certain stages? They do. Um, yeah. 
it it sort of it really depends what i have found the most helpful is people that have some other um goal in mind Uh like for myself i was i was i was lucky to have my children being young yeah they still had to go to school yes yes so, you know, I couldn't be, I couldn't stay in bed. Um, yeah. Like somebody actually asked me one time, they said, um, so uh, when, when do you think you're going to fall apart? And I'm like, um, oh. that's really not an option. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm the surviving <laughs> parent here. And, uh, yes. you know, I know they the meant kids. well. Yeah. But, you know, it was, I was a little shocked. Um, So I said, you know, I mean, I just have to, you know, just keep going and just a day at a time, really. That's a cliche, but really it is, there's a lot of the time during the illness, especially. Mm. Yeah. I remember one lady asked me, we were at a, we were in a waiting room and Mm -hmm. she was much older than me. And it kind of struck a chord with me because she began to ask me for all kinds of advice. And I was kind of going like, "Mm, actually, I don't know any more about this than you. Uh, Like, thank you, though. It was nice. And I said, you know, really, I think she said, like, what are we going to do after? And I said, Mm. I think very much the same as now we're probably going to yeah. be able to handle one day. Yeah. You know, like I know I would look at our calendar and my parents yeah. were with us most of the time. I was yeah. like, they didn't live here. They, they lived in another yeah. province, but yeah. they would come stay at our house and they would drive the kids to any of their appointments or um, to hockey or soccer, whatever the sport was that was going at the time. And I would just make sure that I had somebody covering each kid. And then if we had appointments, (laughs) you know, basically, and then, you know, just make sure we've got tomorrow handled and then tomorrow we'll worry about the next day. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Holly. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's a grief is a huge thing. It's huge. And as you said, Polly, with the the unemployed, um, you know, at the book launch on Saturday, I had two teenagers, different parents, and through mental health problems, um, started self-harming. So, again, the parents, I looked at the parents, and they just shrugged their shoulders, and I thought, is that what it's come down to? You know, you just don't understand why your child is doing this. It really, you know, I really think reading a book like yours about the grief of losing your job, the grief of, of even having your loved ones, uh, you can't, they can't go to school. I do, th- I do think a book like yours would be, would be a really big help to them. Oh, thank you. So Absolutely, Holly. Well, my next question to you, Holly, is now that you're a featured author, featured, 
is in the word colours of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you get included in this book? Well, you actually invited me. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, via a, a very nice invitation um, that, that you and Michelle um, had reached out to a bunch of us. Yeah. And, oh, I was, I was just so ecstatic. I, you know, I, it was just so amazing. I mean, it's, it's very exciting for me to be in featured with so many of you. Yeah. And of course, cause I knew quite a few people that were going to be yeah. in, I, I was getting excited and, and I'm super excited <laughs> to have met um, like Tony and and a lot of other people that, that yeah. I didn't know before like I love the author community that's one thing I have to say yeah. when I left the when I left Crom Castle like I knew then I'm definitely going to be a published author yes. you know like but when I arrived I was I knew Karen told us it's a magical place you know, things, you know, you're going to be surprised what's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. I was trying to kind of wrap my head around. How is that really going to evolve? And after all those conversations with the authors that were there, I was like, wow, this is, I I just felt at home. Mm, I think we all did. You know, we all we sit around the dinner table at night time and that big long trestle table and the, <laughs> you'd have to go out and help yourself to the food from the kitchen and it was a battle to get how much food you wanted on your plate because everybody was hungry. <laughs> yes. I it was just a, um, it was a sharing, caring community. I too had the same situation. I was what they call a lone author. I didn't have a writing community. I didn't really... Um, I didn't really want to associate with my local community because they were all learning and I was progressing and they seemed to be stuck. Um, and they all seemed, they, they really just wanted a bicky and a cup of tea and, and a chat about someone's book and I wanted to write. So when I went, Karen invited me to go to the Crom Castle and yeah, I thought about it. And then I said to him, yeah, I'm going, I'm just going. And, and he had a brother in Scotland. So it was a big trip for us because we went to Spain afterwards and we went to Dubai and we made it a real international trip that that I had what only had five days with you ladies over there and you had seven well most most of the authors for the last week had seven days I was just blown away by the friendships I've made um yeah and, and keeping just keeping in contact with each other and and knowing uh where we're going on our stories because we're all very different Mm-hmm. You know, going with, I just think it's, it's a mad, it did, the magic didn't happen like, oh, there's a magic wand, you know, wave it. And yeah, it's very, it's been a community of intelligent women all writing um, to, to feed their words to the world. Mm-hmm. It's just been amazing. Mm-hmm. And so when the invite went out to you, mm-hmm. like Michelle created that um, little invite and I did the words. So that <laughs> so was like, um, Okay, let's send it out. It was like, I knew, I just knew who would accept. And, you know, there was three or four I was surprised at that did accept. But, yeah, it's it, again, we've built a community of, of authors that were also different. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing to belong to a writing, to have a tribe mm-hmm. uh, that all love to write and are all openly conversant about it is an amazing feeling. So thank you. Oh, 
Yeah, I just appreciate the invitation so much and, and the whole experience. Of course, everyone just worked along so well with each other. It's just a yeah. very seamless experience. Well, Michelle and I worked in the background quite a bit. It was, um, we handballed each other quite a bit. It was like, no, <laughs> yes, no, yes, no, yes. But it was, it was fun. And Michelle and I have become the best of mates. That was the that was a really nice thing about it. we've become the best of mates. So, um, yeah, we're going to do it again, twenty twenty two, and see what comes Yay. out of that one. Yeah, oh, we're going right. to do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, Tony, sorry, you go. <laughs> No, no. I was just going to say. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say. Um, I've been watching the social media, and the last time I looked, the colours of me was sitting at number six um, in the new releases. Kez, oh, it's four. now number four. Did you know that, Holly? The colours of me is uh, sitting at number four. I, I saw a post this morning about it. Yeah, yeah I was. Yeah super excited that's pretty cool i know i know for the audience listening payo will put the link in the chat box um so the colors of me is available on amazon worldwide so us canada uk australia everywhere and it's an amazing anthology of women's stories, um, inspirational, all different, and a great read, obviously, if we're sitting at number four and the book has only just been released. Um, Holly, being part of the process of The Colours of Me was a, a lovely experience for myself as well. Um, and that leads me to... Uh, talk about the, um, the people wanting to write can always be part of an anthology or a series rather than sitting and writing a full book for the first time. When you compare those experiences between writing a book and, and writing a chapter, although they're different, they were still very creative processes for you? Mm -hmm. Yes. They both were very much so. Fantastic. And back to the um, conversation we were having previously about grief, um, you've got some advice for the living, Holly. What would you like to tell them about grief and dying and why is it important that people talk and think about this? You know, um, like as we talked, uh, as we mentioned already, we do all grieve differently. Um, yes. But the thing that I found mostly is that it's important to keep moving in some uh -huh. direction. Mm. So I know for myself, what I found is my perception was that you it would be like a lot of things when you're when you're working on them, you start out and you just yes. keep getting a little better little better and a little yeah. better. And that is not at all how grief works. So with grief, so I would find like sometimes you'd be several steps ahead. Then later, mm. you take a couple steps back. Sometimes yeah. you end up farther back than where <laughs> you started in the first place. Mm. Sometimes people will step to the side even. Mm. So really, it's just um, keeping going, 
um, not getting just stuck in the one thing. Like I was talking about, you know, having the kids and needing to get out the door. If you don't have yeah. something like that, even um, like one other thing that I did was I renovated the house. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, houses, <laughs> Polly. <laughs> and I wow. didn't know how. I, I actually I had to learn a lot of things. <laughs> Of course, I hired people too. But you know, anything I could do, I did it myself. You know, if I could reach it, that was because I'm kind of short. Some things, the ceilings were a little high, you know, or things were heavy. You know, I'd, I'd have to get help. But I think if you do not have kids or you do not have a job that you must get right back to, um, a project like, um, a renovation it doesn't have to be a big one but just something that yeah. you need to do to just keep at keeps you going yeah yeah i agree yeah. there's yeah. something that your hands are busy your mind's working but your hands are busy mm-hmm. you know, otherwise you just sit there like a numb carrot and you just don't do anything mm-hmm. um yeah i found that when i've had to grieve um with, with my parents and my family and i'm the last one and it's um saying goodbye is really hard i am i'm i'm the one remaining wiccan yeah so when i can dear so when i pop my clogs it's up to my my daughter to take to do her thing but (laughs) and she's got instructions and i said to her i've already given her there'll be no popping of there's no (laughs) popping of clogs in the next 10 years, okay? No popping of clogs just yes, yet. Mother. <laughs> Holly, tell them about Heather Sell. She's on Tony TV. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one thing I'll, I want, I'll t- uh, share with yeah. you about um, uh, something that someone had shared with me, and she had experienced a lot of of grief in her lifetime yeah and I was questioning something uh, you know mm. I think it's common <laughs> you start saying like I yeah. should have been like I hadn't been in the room mm. uh, when he died um, so I was really feeling a lot of guilt around that mm. and I shared yeah. that with her and she said you know this is life and you're not supposed to mm. get it right that's yeah. excellent like, advice. I like that. I like yeah. 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 We aren't supposed to get it right, are we? It, it's a no. learning uh, experience. Uh-huh. Um, and and chances are that, that that brief moment of passing when the soul leaves the body, the chances are that you someone's not going to be there in every instance and um we are born solo so the passing will be a solo experience too and um how did you how did you get through that holly that that feeling that of guilt really you know talking with her really did Mm -hmm. help a lot You know, that was, you know, like I sort of, I guess that was sort of, I had been sitting with that for a period of time. And Mm. when I shared it with her, 
I mean, it was just kind of like, it was like she took like a bunch of weight off my shoulders. Mm -hmm. You know, I just really, and I guess like every, you know, just really just a day at a time and, and uh, just looking forward to something like actually the kids were in hockey. Um, well, they were in soccer, first of all, and then in yeah. hockey. So when we had hockey, it was a pretty busy time. So, you know, we get yeah. ready for the next yes. game or I... the next <laughs> practice or something, you know. Mm. Yeah, you know you, I, you've um... got two boys, Holly, right? Yes. Yes. So how did they how did they cope themselves with the difficult I mean they would be coming to you to share their grief uh, that must have been hard for you as well Yeah it was really I mean it was so sad for them being young so they mm. were 9 and 13 mm. and the one the, the we were all really grateful that my my 9 uh, year old did not have his father die on his birthday. Oh. It was so close. When he went into the hospice, that was probably everyone's greatest fear. Mm. And so um, we did, we, we had, we had the funeral about, about five days before his birthday. Okay. So, so oh. we, st then we had the birthday party, you know, the five days later, it was kind of soon, you know, people said to me, isn't it? Yes. Are you sure you want to have a birthday party? I'm like, well, yes. Like, I mean, you yes, have to start. Still alive. Yeah. 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 You've got mm. to get started on those first sometime. That's and, right. yeah. you know, I mean, otherwise it would have dragged it out to the next birthday, yeah. which would have yeah. been, I, I think it just would have been hard, way too hard. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they, the kids had really good friends mm, and yes. they were around a lot. And the other thing, um, Facebook was actually kind of was, I mean, I already had an account, but I definitely didn't use it prior mm. to that. Mm -hmm. But one of my sons, the older one, he had a friend help him get an account set up. And actually, I think it was helpful because he could do some communicating yeah. but yeah. not yeah. face to face right mm. yeah 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 i often thought about that you know what it's like with the kids the kids are grieving and you're mm. grieving and it's just one big mucky mm. pile and and where do you go what do you do but there's people like you in this world that will talk to us and see us through it <laughs> yes well you know you you just have to keep you know, on that, like with the one day and, and mm. look forward to like really appreciate mm. things that are mm. to look forward to, like, like mm. birthdays yes. or like that hockey game or, you know, going mm. to see some family, some other family, friends. Yeah. Yeah. So Holly, my um, next question to you, oh, sorry, Tony's going to ask you a question. No, no, sorry. I just had a question pop into my head about um, the speaking of the children. Um, did you and your husband have conversations with them about what will happen after he passes, what he wanted the kids to do, how the kids, he wanted the kids to remember him? Did, did Were the kids old enough to have those conversations? Did you have those conversations? 
Uh, well, we didn't, we a little bit like yeah. the kids. Yeah. yeah. Like the kids, we didn't say to them, your father is dying. Okay. Um, we told them, we told them that he had cancer. Yeah. And he was, he was given two to three months. Yes. So wow. then he actually had the opportunity to do a research project. So he lived for 10 months. Yeah. Yeah. So the kids, um, we just, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, right? Like there could no, have been don't. a miracle, right? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So we didn't say, and so this was um, like the two to three months would have been uh, like July, uh, sorry, August, September. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, he started on the research and then mm-hmm. um, had some good results at the beginning. Yeah. So um, at Christmas, we had had two sets of good results. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Like um, in December, then the oncologist said, now be sure to really enjoy this Christmas. Yeah. So we went home and Mm -hmm. the kids um, were, you know, uh, what would you say? We, we all ended up in the kitchen in a, in a circle. Yeah. Yeah. And so then he announced to the kids that things had gone, that it was another really good result and uh, that we're going to have a really good Christmas. And um, that it was the first day that we realized how in tune the kids were. I mean, they're kids. They know exactly what's going on. The youngest, he says, hmm, oh, Okay, so um, does that mean you'll still be around? Oh, so yeah. we're like, <laughs> yeah. So of course, you know, but we, we didn't realize that. Well, yeah. I guess probably it's un it's unspoken. You know, yes. everyone has yes. the feeling. Yes, and it just seemed, I don't know. I, I usually I am very much for talking about everything. Yep. But mm. that just seemed a little too, you know, like what if there had been a miracle? So, you know, kind of we don't have yes. to bring that up. Mm. Yes. Now, when it got near the end, yes, mm-hmm. we did. Yeah. Um, he wasn't very comfortable telling the kids um, that things weren't going to what? that it wouldn't be such a good outcome Mm. after a hospice. Mm. But I did tell them because I knew that if I didn't tell them then I thought if they were set up, yeah, it like, I mean, I knew that I also would have to tell them about a death because Mm. it was pretty much imminent at that point. I mean, that really would have taken a miracle so yeah but what he did do is leave some writing for them so 
you know, oh, nice. we, yeah. yeah, we definitely talked, uh, you know, him and I talked about it all the time and, and different yeah. ones would say, you know, it would be nice if he, you know, left, you know, something mm. and it just, yes. that was hard to bring up. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That would be, yeah. Well it's done, such, it's such a it's a hard it's a hard thing to discuss, isn't it? No matter who, what, mm. where, or when, it's so hard to discuss. Because mm-hmm. they're yeah. relatively young boys that we're dealing with something massive, you know, and particularly mm. the 13-year-old at a crucial point in his life when mm. you know dad's become quite important. So I'm guessing that the the writings that he left were very helpful for your son at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So your advice for the living, Holly, as you said, was one day at a time. Is there any other advice you could give to those that know something's about to happen? You know, I think it's really important to to fill in things that are important to you. Like, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Like, for one thing, don't leave the bucket list until you've got a diagnosis Mm. if you've got that opportunity start working on it right now Mm. definitely yeah Yeah, I I think we I think we we're always waiting for something you know we're waiting for Mm. enough money enough time Mm. we want to finish it and really yeah yeah, it doesn't matter if you finish it it's Mm. it's important to start yeah. That's wonderful advice. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's important to start. So, Holly, if I put anyone in your direction, where would I tell them to go to buy your book? Uh, they can go to um, hollyroseholland.com mm-hmm. as well all of the online retailers um, okay. carry my carry my book and and ebook as well okay yeah so they carry them over here in australia mm-hmm. they yep. do okay. on amazon yep okay so i can buy a hard copy on amazon if i wanted to mm-hmm. yep. yes you can absolutely okay holly, How many? The, um yeah holly you've got um a newsletter and you've got a special offer for our audience can you tell us about that yes i've um i've recently added uh an a novelette and uh, i am i'm i actually want to do um i want to add a bit more to it but i will be sending yeah. that out to anyone that joins the newsletter they will i will send them a copy of that and it is somewhat related it's it's on one of the topics around um, yes. what i share in my original book yes it's kind oh, what of expensive. a fantastic <laughs> offer holly that's fantastic. So for everyone listening, um, before we <laughs> run out of time, um, you can jump onto Holly's website. That's hollyroseholland.com. 
and uh, a pop-up box comes up and you just need to pop in your email address and that way Holly knows to send you her novella. You've also on also on Holly's sites, you'll find the information about the grief counselling, the workshops and things that she does around grief. So if you're listening today and any of this conversation has brought up anything for you, please reach out to Holly. Yeah. Um, and know that she has advised and lived experience in this realm. And a quick email, um, I'm sure Holly will be able to help you um, get through whatever it is that's causing you pain in that moment. Um, the books that uh, we've talked about today, uh, The Colour of Me, sorry, The Colours of Me is available on Amazon across the world. Holly's books are available um, across the world. You can also get either of her books via her website, hollyroseholland.com. And um, I think that it's incredibly important that we keep having open honest conversations yep. about grief yeah. what grief looks like how you can prepare for grief and some of the things that you might want to consider when you have a diagnosis or you're caring for someone in palliative care or someone in the family is um preparing for their own death holly's book will help you with those things that you need to uh, take care of. Mm. And Holly, I'm particularly grateful that you've been able to come on the show today. Um, Kez, I'm going to hand over to you for a last question, if you've got any. Um, we've got about a minute left. Okay, so I found that very interesting, Tony, when you said, Holly, because yeah. um, we haven't covered the fact that what we do when we know that we're dying. What do we do as the recipient yeah. of death? And I just thought, oh, we haven't covered that subject. So, Holly, the question's over to you. If someone said to you, I've got six, I've been given six months, you know, would you be able to help them on that road as well? Yes. Um, like the first thing I would do is, is fill in a lot of the charts that I have included at the back yeah. of the book. Um, like, um, of course, the will is very important. Mm. Um, yeah. It, make any arrangements with your lawyer. Mm. And mm. Um, things like um, how, what type of a funeral, or is it a funeral yeah. that you want? Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Who would attend? All those kinds of things. Even, mm. um, yeah. it's really important to have the... Um, and it's, it's different, I know, in, in different countries, but how, yes. um, like, end-of-life arrangements, too. Yeah. So that can vary a lot. But, you know, if at some point, the thing is, what we really found, as soon as with my husband, we had wills, but they weren't up to date, and which I think is very yeah. common. So yeah. we both did exactly the same for we did the same for both of us yeah and yeah. and that makes it easier for sure because honestly you know that person might be the one that has a diagnosis but you might be the one that's killed on the way home in a car that's accident right. yeah it's very true yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 
Lovely ladies, we are unfortunately completely out of time. Um, Holly, thank you. We're so grateful that you could come on the show today. Kez, have an amazing time camping and traveling around the Margaret River. And audience, we will be back next week with another amazing author. Don't forget to jump on hollyroseholland.com and contact Holly if you have any questions about grief, kids, enjoy that road. And that, my friends, is our lot for this week. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.